Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news reviews and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. We've got the whole bunch here. we got Adam and Rhiannon and myself. I'm Caleb. And um, we're going to jump into, I was thinking this is sort of like our summer preview episode. We'll talk about some trailers and some news and stuff like that uh, before we get into movies and stuff in earnest next week with Guardians. Um. Otherwise, you guys doing well? Just catch up quick. Doing everything going well? I know, Rhiannon, you have a busy week. Crazy busy week. I close on my condo next week. Um, The day job. I'm in charge of a grant program, and we had our first deadline ever. So a lot of stuff going on right now. But super exciting. So that's what I don't know. I'm going to see Guardians. I bought my Guardians ticket. I'm going to go see it, but then I don't know when I'm going to be able to podcast with you guys. So, Because you're moving, yeah. Yeah, not necessarily moving yet, but I'm doing stuff in prep for moving. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm moving when, Memorial Day weekend. Okay, when do you have to be out of the current place? Uh, June 1st. Okay. So I, I have movers hired for Memorial Day weekend, but I have to have a car. Like, I'm having to do all this stuff. Like, I'm moving to the suburbs, so I have to have a car, and I have to, like... The logistics of I'm I'm buying my dad's car off of him. Okay. So the logistics of transferring ownership of a car in North Carolina and registering at Virginia and like getting license and insurance and all of that, like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what order to do it in. And stuff like that is more overwhelming. Like getting all the utilities set up for the house was no big deal. Like that's done. But cars are overwhelming, you guys. Not looking oh, yeah. forward to it. Absolutely. And you don't even have to worry about the, the purchase part. That's half of the suckiness is trying to find one to buy. So, Yeah, like this was a nice gift from my dad was me being able to do that. So I didn't have to buy a car in the middle of buying a house. Adam, everything well in Iowa? Yeah, man. I mean, as well as it can be in Iowa, you know, just just more rules and regulations and all sorts of stuff signed into law this week that that uh will have detrimental effects on hundreds of thousands of Iowans. but you know everything else is good but <laughs> it is what it is yeah life's good man i was thinking of you i'm a you know detroit lions fan and we drafted two iowa guys i saw it, like three uh iowa guys in the first two days man that's it's cool you guys why well, let me get i don't even I didn't even watch a single pick this week. Probably like a linebacker and a tight end. Yep, which that's the two Is guys. We really? Yeah, yeah, we took the Buckus Award winner linebacker and uh, whoever that tight end was with the most receptions ever. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's that's who gets drafted out of Iowa. Offensive lineman too. You know the the uh, those pork fed linemen. But um, I was going to say corn fed, but yeah, either corn way. fed pork, corn <laughs> pork, whatever. But. Uh, yeah, man. Well, this week was Cinecon or CinemaCon or whatever they call mm-hmm. it. Big presentations out in Las Vegas. If you don't know what this is, it's kind of a, I don't know if it'd be interesting for normal people, but theater owners get to go and they show them like 20 minutes of all these different movies and all that kind of stuff. The big takeaways was on the Sony side of things, which unfortunately still exists. Um, let's start with uh, they showed footage from Craven the Hunter. Apparently, it's going to be an R-rated movie. 
Craven is a conservationist that's killing poachers. The bad guy is apparently the rhino. And Aaron Tyler Johnson bit somebody's nose off. Um, I don't know. Does any of that cause you to be more excited about Craven the Hunter or less excited? I, I thought he bit his eye out of its socket. Well, I heard nose, but I don't know. But maybe, is he a cannibal? Is this what the, the term Craven the cannibal? Maybe. Maybe it craving the cat. I like that. It's rated R too, so it's gonna be incredible. Might be one of the best comic book movies ever made. I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for it. Sony's taking a uh taking a chance with it. You know, I think Venom could have probably been uh you know uh, another one of those characters that pushes that that rating line a little bit. But uh they know what they want with it, I guess, and, and they're going for it. So you have to at least applaud them on that. It is a fascinating thought process that you have Venom and you have Carnage and you go, no, we're going to hold back and make those PG-13. And then you get Craven the Hunter and you go, ah, oh, what the heck? Let's make that one R. Like, I'm not sure totally what's going on there, but. Who knows? I know it could be the type of thing where it's R for language too. You know, I mean, the, the ratings are getting less. Uh, I mean, they're allowing more and more violence. So the, there were several F-bombs in the footage that they showed. So. That could be it too. Which I mean, why? What? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Don't Everyone cross that line just F for F bombs. Yeah. yeah. Don't cross that line for F bombs. Make it worth it. Give it something. We were watching something recently that was, I was like, oh, they're just like, it's like the director just didn't like, it would hurt his street cred to have a PG 13 movie because it's like, they could have trimmed three lines of dialogue in this movie and totally kept it PG-13. I understand, like, it's like you're trying to chase away box office dollars, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta stay edgy, you know? Rihanna, do you have any interest in a movie about Craven the Hunter? Um, You know, honestly, the short little synopsis that you just gave of, like, having a conservationist and... um. Something about the concept of the rhino being a villain for the conservationist, knowing very little about the property or anything at all, intrigues me. But I, I mean, but I have a very campy image in my mind of this like conservationist out there and some dude dressed as a rhino, like attacking him. Um, my daughter was like, "What if his costume, like, is made out of real rhino hide and crazy oh. punish him for hunting a rhino?" Oh, really that would be like very that. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Rhino has always been one of my favorite um, Marvel villains or like so, uh, Spider-Man villains. Like, I don't know. I just, I like Rhinos. I think they're cool. And so I'm kind of excited to get a, another one and a, hopefully a better one in a movie. But I just wish it wasn't this movie. <laughs> I mean, it can't be worse. So it has that going for it. Yeah. That was a real mess when they did Rhino and Amazing Spider-Man too yeah i don't know if you remember that it was paul giamatti with the most outrageously terrible russian accent in the history of man he had like a barb barbed wire tattoo around like a, a bald cap like it was bizarre i don't remember that but hmm it was also one of those they put him in like a mech suit and it was like the special effects were clearly cgi it was like Kind of like Iron Man can be if they're not real careful. 
where like it's just like a floating head like sort of like bobbing in and out of like a, a fake me- mechanical suit You're like what's going on here so i mean i think it's fascinating that they keep on going i i, I keep wondering like at this point is sony so committed to this universe that like they have to keep making them or are they going to judge? Cause I know the Madam web movie is still happening even after this one. And um, I guess we should talk venom three apparently is casting. They cast. Um, oh, what's her name? Juno temple. Is that it from dead lasso? The Juno June, something like that. Yeah. Um, so the, the PR girl from Ted lasso as a main character, what could they do in these? I mean, I don't know. You always kind of liked them, Adam. Is there a direction they could go with these? It makes you continue to be excited, or are they just? I'm sure it's going to be Venom versus another alien slug that's a different color. Hopefully, they make it a different color so we, uh, it's it's the fight scenes come across easier. But I don't know. Whatever. It's it's going to be a silly, campy movie that's probably going to fully embrace what what it is i think kelly marshall's directing this one and and um she's written the first two right um so we'll see i mean yeah yeah that was my worry is this new character is just going to be another because marvel now has like 800 symbiotes yeah to me it's like venom it was like oh it's like a dark spider-man that's cool and then carnage was like what if venom was totally unhinged and they're like and now we give you anti-venom and i don't know bedlam or um bonkers or i don't even know what their names are right there's like 17 Mm -hmm. different ones and they're all like here's a fuchsia one here's a teal one Mm -hmm. and i have no interest in any of those characters whatsoever right but at the same time i think i marvel's summer event this year is summer of symbiotes or something right um i mean there's I I'm exhausted by most Marvel stuff, but um, I mean, there's a reason why there's always a Spider-Man comic and there's always a Venom comic and there's always carnage about and there's always you know symbiotic events. They just got done with Maximum Carnage and they're already going back to another one. Um, so apparently enough people like it that they're willing to uh, make movies on it. I think that was, um, and they showed some footage from Spider-Verse. Um, I guess the Scarlet Spider is voiced by a very secret, top secret voice. Like, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on here, but whoever voiced Scarlet Spider in the Spider-Verse movie, they're not letting anyone know who that is, which I think is fascinating. But any other thoughts about Sony stuff, Spider-Verse stuff, as we wrap this up? It is very interesting um, that news came out and then like the next day news came out that Andy Samberg is in Spider-Verse. So like, are, are those connected? Is Andy Samberg voicing Scarlet Spider or what? It just seemed like it was a bizarre cycle in the news or weird release, What's which is totally on par with Sony. To be fair, they at least gave us something. Disney's presentation, I think, was almost devoid of anything important Marvel. Like they're just so into the Guardians 3 promo at this point, I guess, that that's that's all that really mattered for them. Apparently the Boogeyman's awesome. Are you guys going to see the Boogeyman? I've not even heard of the Boogeyman. What is this? Oh, it's the Stephen King short story that they're adapted. 
Oh, okay. And they announced that the um, the Exorcist twentieth century is doing a trilogy instead of just uh, a reboot. Well, I mean that's why Disney bought Fox, right? It was like to just get as much IP as they could possibly get their hands on to like crunch out, you know, sequels of sequels of sequels forever. Do you like like the Exorcist and possession type stuff in your field of work? No, I don't watch any of that stuff. It creeps me yeah. out. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you would be like, oh, this is this is cool. I gotta go do an exorcism. No, I think honestly it's for me like we don't have the time nor anyone the interest for my complex feelings about like demon possession as a thing mm-hmm. and like it's reality or not reality or how it's related to mental health or any of that stuff. But I, I think it's I think a lot of not people that have beliefs like I do are like, oh, it's just silly make-believe stuff. And so, like, it's a fine, like, horror thing, you know? Mm -hmm. If you actually have some feeling that, like, some of that stuff may be real, it starts to get more creepy to me than entertaining, you know? Like, it just, it kind of, it's kind of like I don't like watching movies about, like, actual real-life serial killers because it's a little too spooky that that's a real thing, you know? but that's kind it, of are are exorcisms strictly like a, a catholic church type thing like can anyone do exorcisms or is that straight uh, from the pope i mean i know non-catholic pastors who have have done it it tends not to be like it's not like a face down thing it's more like somebody's got a a home and there's lots of bad issues and lots of problems and right. and they come in and they'll kind of pray over the house or whatever but a lot of time, the thing that creeps me out about it is the amount of people that have those sorts of experiences that's also connected to some pretty terrible childhood trauma is like mm-hmm. pretty high. Yeah. And so like the ways that like actual psychological like issues and post-traumatic stress stuff that people deal with is somehow tied up with that is just, it all just makes me not very, it, it just makes me upset, you know, it's just upsetting. Right. Anyway. <laughs> So you don't want to do a horror news desk spinoff or anything like that? I'm a real wimp, man. I don't, want, I don't watch much horror movie stuff. We, we watched uh, Host. It's, uh, I don't even know who the director is, but uh, right after the pandemic, he filmed like a prank. Kate Heron was in the video. He like filmed a prank with a bunch of his filmmaker friends over Zoom um, in which he like, had someone go knock in his attic or whatever and he just pranked them and he took his laptop up there or whatever you guys probably seen it um and someone jumped out and scared everyone but then shutter like ordered a uh um a movie from it not a feature length it's just under 60 minutes i think um but the way they they shot it exactly like we're doing now they made a movie through zoom and they used zoom's uh native recording features and everything and the uh, way they even did like makeup and special effects and stuff is is a feat in filmmaking so even if you don't like the the content it's a run-of-the-mill possession thing they do a seance over uh zoom and it's the fan but that's neither near here nor there (laughs) It's. I thought it was a very good movie, and the way they shot it and and made the movie um, was was very interesting. Um, a few things have started 
filming. There's not too much to talk about this way. Um, Captain America, New World Order is happening. It's moving along, apparently. Um, also, Wonder Man, even though it's never been announced, apparently is going. And Josh Gad is being rumored as being cast into that show. I think there's been a couple other actors that have jumped on board that. And um, I know, of course, Daredevil is still going strong. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is really excited about it and keeps tweeting on that stuff. Rhiannon, do you have any updates on that or just any thoughts about any of the stuff that's filming right now? I just think, I, I just find Vincent's tweets lovely when he's occasionally like, yeah, this is a thing we're doing. Like, I just want to know if he's just having these moments of, holy crap, we're filming Daredevil, or if it's like he's seeing a bunch of people tweet at him and feeling like he needs to just state that he likes it. I don't, it, it, his tweets are fascinating to me. It appears but. to me that he really, like, either he's totally lying on Twitter, which does not strike me as like him, or like he's legitimately excited about what they're doing on this show, you know, like. So that's good to hear, I think, that Vincent actually is excited about where they're going with it. So, Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I, yeah, I really hope that uh, Vincent and Charlie and those that had work on the original show are super excited over what's happening. So, Yeah, he's somebody I would try, like, I was watching some of the red carpet from the Guardians 3 premiere. And, like, Bradley Cooper was like, yo, I think this one's really, is really good and I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And I'm like, of course you like, I don't trust Bradley Cooper to have any idea what's even in the movie. You know, like I assume he sits in front of a microphone and does a day worth of dialogue and then collects his check. But like when Vincent says like, oh no, it's like, this is really good stuff. I feel like he would know what he's talking about. Yeah. That's, I mean, his tweets seem very genuine. I don't think he doesn't have any reason not to be genuine. He's like Vincent D'Onofrio. I think Wonder Man's going to be fascinating just because we don't know much. Like, I think we can guess what it'll be like, you know, because they'll play up the whole Hollywood angle of it. And to me, having somebody like Josh Gad feels totally correct. Like him being, I don't know, playing an agent or an actor, like somebody that's in the Hollywood scene. Like I just can see something humorous kind of expecting that show to be a little comedic. Adam, have you heard anything interesting out of Wonder Man or any thoughts about what's getting put together there? I hadn't even heard the, the Josh Gad stuff until you said it, man. No, I have no, I have no idea. I totally forgot that that was filming. Blades apparently got starting to film really soon with its twentieth new writer. So there's that. Who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm just, I'm super interested to see uh, how many shows and movies they, they actually put into production without releasing anything. You know. Um. If the if this is just the, like the snowball starting to, to to pick up and pack more snow, you know, especially on the Disney Plus side of things, um, how much stuff they're going to have in the hopper before they actually release something? Yeah, because we still don't know what's coming after Secret Invasion or or how many um, shows are coming this year. So, well, interesting to see if there's any super major delays. Yeah, I mean, the one that's interesting to me, unfortunately, like it seemed like we were real geared up that Loki would follow on pretty hot on the heels of Secret Invasion. But I think Loki is a bit of a hot potato for them now. Like they're Mm going to have to 
either significantly rework it or figure out how to put it out with an actor who's under, you know, a cloud of public scrutiny and, you know, some pretty serious allegations. I mean, I I think that has created another hot mess for them. I almost wonder if they wish now that they had like put that out this March or whatever and like gotten it done. And, you Mm -hmm. know, like I'm wondering if they're, they're they're uh, frustrated that they waited because now they've got a mess on their hands, you know. Right. right. Who knows? And that's the thing. What uh, you know? How big is is King's role in Loki season two? How big is the, all the variance roles in, in Loki season two? Um, you know what what's going to happen with the King dynasty? Because there were rumors that Moon Knight season two and Miss Marvel season two were apparently apparently in strong chi season two were all or strong chi two were all tied into the king dynasty somehow and had to come out before that but then we're already backlogged with movies and shows and let alone three that haven't even been announced or reported onto the trades in, in some manner so what's uh i don't know i suppose we'll see and once uh something comes out it it's out you know yeah. I mean, if you we'll can VFX somebody into a property, you can VFX them out. Right. And Cameron Loyal would not require that much VFX. So just <laughs> throw them in. Is this the Cinderella guy you're bringing yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. I saw somebody suggest uh, John David Washington the other day, and I don't hate that one either. I'll have to look him up. Uh, um, he's so... He was the guy in Tenet. You know, uh, Denzel's son. Yeah, and Denzel's son, too, yeah. Uh, or uh, someone said John Boyega as well. I think yep. Ross Logic did or, or something with his. One of yeah. them... Uh, I'm just saying. Artist. There's I mean, lots of people that aren't alleged abusers. Yeah. It's really fascinating to me. I mean, we're going to see it twice pretty on top of each other because this Flash movie is coming out. Like... Mm-hmm. And they have so much money into it that they're going to just put it out and just weather the storm. And it feels like Loki at least will be that as well for Marvel. Like, Hey, we already filmed it. We already have it. And so how fans feel about, I mean, I feel like people do understand when something's done, you know, like it's done we're going to put it out. We fired him. We're not going to use him anymore, but we're, yeah. And that's not what's happened yet, even there, but like how people react to this was already in the can before the allegations came out, you know, like it's just going to be interesting to see how willing or unwilling audiences will be to be able to put up with that or even enjoy it. Like I still haven't been able to watch usual suspects again, you know, after Kevin Mm -hmm. Spacey turned out to be who it looks like he is, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a fascinating thing when it's already finished. And so it's like, do you retroactively do something, you know? Usual suspects got that uh, double whammy too, Spacey and Brian Singer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forget about somehow I've allowed my mind to forget that Brian Singer made that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's so unfortunate too. Also, yeah. God bless whoever was on that set. That must have been a terrible, terrible environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm planning to be in Hall H again this summer for the Marvel panel, and I've even like thought about. It. I'm like, 
can I stand there and cheer if they do any, you know, like if they haven't announced anything about what they're doing with the situation, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've sort of wondered, like, I don't know. It makes me want to be less excited. Like I want them to like give some sort of notification of what direction Marvel's leaning on all of this. Cause it does make me less excited for the whole King dynasty thing. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, it's very different than like, I'm not saying that the same situation, but the speed with which they dumped James Gunn back in 2018 versus the way they seem to be like slow playing this one. I know some of that's to let legal process play out and stuff, but. And also what James Gunn was accused of was something that people could see. Like there was, you could that he was accused of making bad jokes on Twitter. Right. So somebody could go and see it. In this case, there's a legal accusation and there's a court case involved. And it's not just, I, I'm sure it's a very complicated situation for all of them. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, that's, and I, and, and that's where like, cause we d- decided not to talk about this on the last podcast which I'm totally cool with. Like all of these situations, I almost want to wait like a month to see what comes out and if it just gets dropped and if it, you know, like these things tend to kind of either resolve themselves and disappear or be legit. And this one is not disappearing. Like it just seems that only more accusers are coming out and more, it only seems to look worse, not better. And I think the the other rough thing is every time his side tries to make it better that's terrible it doesn't make it better like no because i I saw last week that i guess the person who's accused him there was footage of like what she did later on that night that was leaked by someone probably his lawyers and i'm like ooh, like you found security footage of like how she coped with that situation like gross (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah I well, look forward to hearing Marvel say something. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is uh, the added. You guys saw that um, the alleged victim, right, was at once a Marvel employee as well, which adds a whole other level of complexity to the situation. Right, because they were crew on Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania, yeah. Mm. So at the same time, I understand what why disney's not saying anything but at the same time i mean every single project that's even been remotely connected to him has issued a statement or paused ties or, or something like that and you know disney's looking after disney that's the only thing disney cares about so of course they're they're going to stay as far away from it as possible until something happens you know it goes through trial and he's found guilty and all that stuff you can't avoid that but if there's charges dropped or settlements or, or something, you know, who, who but knows? the stink will still be there. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I mean, like I said, unless something comes out, I mean, I, I'm happy to stay open-minded of if something comes out that, that makes it look like this is all a misunderstanding or, you know, yeah. I try to stay open-minded in these situations, but every single thing that comes out looks worse and worse. And I think the really damning thing was 
his my understanding is his management team dropped him. Yeah. NPR. And you know, like yeah. Just assumptions. My assumption is they know more than I know. And if they know more than I know, and they said, we want nothing to do with this man that makes us millions of dollars, yeah. that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the PR team could make a lot of money trying to build him back up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, losing losing your PR team at the height of a PR crisis is, yeah. is very telling. Yeah, so that was not in my plan, the things to talk about, but it's, you know, it's... I feel like it's we had to. I think it's a uh, also a lesson and not to uh like make any certain fandom your entire like personality and identity. Like try to have hobbies and life outside of watching Marvel movies, you know, or watching Snyder movies or watching anything else, you know. Because if something comes along like this and and you're standing a little too close to the sun you know the sun's gonna go supernova at some point you think that's what made him an abuser no well, he was saying no i'm just saying in general, I know, I know like, what he... oh there's like in yeah, twitter i mean people just take stuff too yeah. serious and at the end of the day marvel just makes movies and tv shows you know and there, there's real people that work on them and there's real people involved and sometimes those real people are pieces of and they directly impact the stuff you enjoy. So yeah, and I met people... one of those real people. We haven't podcasted since I met my new bestie, um, <laughs> Nikki M. James, who's going to be in Daredevil: Born Again. Um, I met her at a little off Broadway thing, and she was very sweet. And I don't think she abuses anybody. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a fan of her. any evidence yet so far. Good. Yeah. Yeah. She's my new bestie and I will make her my new identity. So take Did that. Adam. Who she's playing. Huh? Did she tell you who she's playing? No, she didn't. I wasn't going to do anything. Well, I wasn't sure if she jeopardize. had like business cards like printed out. I was gonna. I wasn't gonna do anything to jeopardize her role. It was funny because like I told her that I was with Save Daredevil and she just like lit up and she was like... <gasps> I can't tell you everything. And I was like, it's okay. Thanks for giving me a job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's okay. You don't need to tell me anything. And she was like, wait, I can tell you something. And I was like, okay, but you don't have, you know, and she was like, Charlie Cox is an amazing person. And I was like, well, okay, fine. I knew that. But yeah. Um, yeah, she's an amazing person. I like her a lot. We're going to be besties, except I'm moving to DC. So I can't be besties with somebody in New Jersey or New York. Have you tried, uh, like, tracking down the set at all? No. (laughs) I mean, I've kept an eye out on, like, where it is, but I have not. Like, there was one day that I was like, oh, maybe I'll go see the set tomorrow. Like, I knew where it was and stuff, and I uh, forgot. At this point, she's getting such good intel. Who cares? I I think is what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I have no intel. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, there's a point where I don't want to be seen as a stalker. <laughs> like, oh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about some trailers that came out. Just kind of, um, since we've done it last, Secret Invasion, I think, was the first trailer that came out. Uh, gave us a look at that show, which is coming much quicker than I think we even realize. Another what seven weeks from now or something like that. 
Yay. Um, I don't know. Was there much? I, I feel like it is not a trailer that gave us much information. Lots of spy stuff. You know, people in alleys and abandoned buildings and SWAT teams. I don't know. Any thoughts about what we saw and how it builds up for the show? Maybe sort of Super Scroll. Um, oh, yeah. With the non-human and morphine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Groot arm more than anything. Yeah, more yeah. than anything. So uh, there's that. But that outside of that, there wasn't any big thing. Again, I mean, we're 15 years into the MCU and Secret Invasion looks, again, like something Marvel's never done before. You know, it looks like it's uh, the Winter Soldier on crack. You know, we kind of got... Uh, those vibes with with the falcon and the winter soldier a little bit maybe but that was probably more born identity or fast and furious than like james bond or, or whatever secret invasion is going for you know was this the first that we've seen of secret invasion or is this a no so that's what's weird they gave us a trailer back in like december okay and it was okay. like which made us assume that the show was going to come out in february or march and then nothing happened until three weeks ago, and then they dropped a trailer to tell us it's coming in June. So it it was weird in that they have done a lot of these shows like Miss Marvel with only a single trailer, and so they had to like put together a second one somehow, and I feel like a lot of the footage is pretty similar. Yeah, like I felt like this new trailer, I couldn't remember, I don't know, it, it, yeah, I'm without him, like I feel like it didn't give me much of anything. It helped you know the tone and that Samuel L. Jackson is in it and the tone and yeah, the filter that's going to be, yeah, I just, I didn't, it wasn't one of their winners. Yeah. I think what's really interesting to me, there is a few shots that are kind of a lot more sci-fi heavy, like almost like invasion of the body snatchers kind of thing, you know, where there's like lots of people in glowing like beds or whatever. And most of it though, has been very like grounded spy stuff. And I think that like a more sci-fi version can fit with that, like grounded spy stuff. But that's, that's the scene point that I'm a little worried about. Like, how are we going to take, sort of the more fantastic scroll space things and mix it with like the cloak and dagger people going down smoky streets, you know, streets in the fog, you know, at some point will there feel like a disconnect a bit between that sci-fi stuff and the, um, the other side. I mean, it can happen. I think Battlestar Galactica was a show that did a really good job of sort of creating that environment of suspense while doing it within a you know space world i just uh that's the thing that struck me a little bit about the trailer was the disconnect that is potentially there between the sci-fi elements and the espionage elements but uh rhiannon i know you were very excited about this the marvels trailer came out and it was like your favorite trailer in a long time huh dude i hate first trailers like they have they, I, I well don't hate them they just give me no feelings at all like we haven't had any of them, you know, so, so much of them have been like, meh, meh. This trailer I liked. I'm so, well, one, I love Kamala. 
they they gave me a really good feeling of what this movie is going to be. Like, I feel like they did a great job of showing that it's going to be these three characters. They're going to be linked. They're going to, you know, have their own distinct craziness. Kamala's family is going to be there. They're going to be adorable. Um, and the Zale Ashton is going to, like, be in it. Um, I was happy to see a little bit of her. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I liked what I saw. For once, they had a teaser trailer, first trailer that just like made me excited for something. And we had heard something about maybe there being a musical scene. This trailer kind of confirmed that. Like there was clearly what looked like a Bollywood like singing dancing number in the trailer, which I thought was it looked really cool. Like, I enjoyed that, and it made more sense, I think, contextually in the trailer than when we heard that sort of isolated. Adam, were you as uh, as enthralled by the Marvels? It looks cool, man. It looks super cool. Looks cool. It looks spacey. It's more spacey than Captain Marvel looked. I don't really have many thoughts on it other than that. The the fight where they switch places looks really, really neat. Um, I'm uh, really interested to see how they pull that off. But yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. It looked like uh, it teased me like a teaser should. Just and, the right amount of tease. And they gave you the main element of the plot that's like the hook of the movie, which also, you know, this idea that every time they use their powers, they switch places. The inherent challenge of that and drama of that it just and the relative unique like i don't know i don't feel like that's something we've really seen in the mcu before you know like it just set it up it was such a clean simple concept of oh every time they use their powers they switch places and it completely goes oh that's interesting i wonder how they'll get out of that problem that'll be fun to watch you know like it just set things up i think pretty pretty succinctly in a, in a smart way yeah, other, I'm with you. Yeah. I think the other thing that'll be really fun is just they're going to allow Kamala to shine because it's very clear whether it's her and Fury or her and Captain Marvel or even her and Monica Rambeau, she gets to be the fun, goofy one against all these other sort of straight men. Like the idea of Nick Fury having to put up with her and every time he starts to talk, she's sort of like, interrupts him with like questions about the Avengers. I just think it is giving Amon Vellani just an unbelievable opportunity to be fun and exciting and to eat up scenes. And I just, I love the way that's kind of set. Even the little scene where she's like, are we a team? And the other two are like, no. And she's like, yes. <laughs> you know, like there's just so, oh, allowing her joy to just overflow is is wonderful for me. But isn't that like, I mean, there's characters in the comics that were like that a lot through the years. Was it, did Spider-Man do that? Or somebody like wanting to be an Avenger, you know, like always having that, that they've kind of missed in the MCU, having the people that just like really want to be on that team. So yeah, I'm with you. I like her. And I just like her. I think it's helpful to have some earnest characters, you know, and it does apparently it's never happening but if they ever do a young avengers champions kind of thing like between kate bishop and her and like all these young characters that just have like a um they're like excited about superheroes and they were fans of the avengers before they became superheroes i just think that's going to be a fun dynamic it's going to just be sort of infectious 
And I'm happy that it looks fun because Black Panther Wakanda Forever was a pretty serious movie. Everything we're hearing suggests that however good Guardians is, it is going to be heavy. And so it'll be nice to see a movie that looks like it's a little more of a fun comedic romp than just, you know, death and destruction and dealing with our mourning like so much Marvel stuff has been, you know. Well, and I mean, I I like that Marvel is bringing on these people that have lived through all this. Like, there's been a lot of horrible crap. So seeing the next generation of that, I think, is something that modern audiences also, like, we've maybe been through some stuff the past five years, you know, that audiences can kind of relate to. Is like, okay, here's this world. They've gone through different crap than us. But this is what that next generation is like. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm excited about it. I am curious if some of the challenges Marvel's had in the last year with the stuff they put out is that all this stuff was made in the middle of still sort of COVID world. And I I wonder if audiences are kind of at a place where they're like, we need something lighter now. Like the last few years have been so heavy. Can we just do something fun? And it's hard to, it's hard to make a movie in 2021 that will like, have lightness to it because it was a time that was so hard you know like that's sort of the challenge of films is that you're always making them a year or two ahead of the spirit in the air that's going to be there when it comes out you know yeah and i kind of you guys are probably both just a little bit too young to remember how movies and television changed right after 9-11 Oh no, I remember pretty well. I was in yeah, you know, okay. high school senior. I, I can't remember how much older you were. Uh, you were younger you were, but um I but I very much remember like I mean you had the nineties with like your Armageddon and Independence Day and like let's just blow stuff up. And then like after September eleventh, nobody wanted to blow anything up. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and movies and so if you look at movies in those early aughts, like there's tons of rom coms and like light and fluffies and so you know, like a drastic change in just what people wanted. Like I don't feel like it's been such an obvious shift. You know, like I you know, it's not as clear here, like nobody wants to see stuff blown up, but I think I think it is taking time for people to sort of figure out what they want to see. And for entertainment makers to sort of figure out how to deliver it. Like the world has changed in some way, but I think it's a little bit harder to identify. Does that make sense? Well, and I think the Mario brother movie is a great example of this. I mean, I'm glad it's done well, but that movie is just silly, fluffy. Like there really isn't a whole lot of substance to that movie but people are like, oh, I went and for 90 minutes, like I got to do something nostalgic and fun and that was like innocent and enjoyable. Like the fact that it's a PG movie that's like making all this money is fascinating, you know? Good, because they're ruled. I loved it. I mean, what what else do you want from the Mario Bros? You know, I mean, that's what it should be is fluffy and cute and it was funny. Seth Rogen was incredible, by the way. Yeah. Seth Rogen? Yeah, as um, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Oh, I haven't seen it. But it's good. It's, I enjoyed every minute of it. I mean, you look into it and look at story wise and stuff, and there's stuff you'll pick apart, but you know, just go for it to watch the Mario Kart sequence. Yeah. Or any of the other. The score's incredible. 
Yeah, my general feeling is it's it's a great 90 minutes. It will stick with you not at all. Like an hour later, I it was it was gone from my brain. But that's okay because mm-hmm. it was a good 90 minutes, you know, like I don't need anything more. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, but the Peaches song has been in my brain kind of constantly for the past two weeks. Yeah, but... it's a very good part. Imagine Jack if Black you was had also amazing. Yeah, imagine if you had an elementary school age children in the home, you would hear Peaches <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, no, I saw the D and D movie instead, which is about oh. the same. You know, yeah, it's it's ninety minutes of fun little adventure that I remember very little about right now. But I don't hate that I went and saw it. Yep. All right. Uh, the other trailer I want to talk about quickly, we got um, a full big old trailer for Into the Spider-Verse uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it's the last one we'll get. We got to see some more of the spot villain uh, robbing a <laughs> convenience store and uh, a little bit more of kind of the plot. Seems like Spider-Man 2099 is like somehow sort of TVAing things and making sure things don't get screwed up. And at some point miles is going to want to save somebody that he's going to want to let die or something like that. I don't know. Seems to be roughly what we're seeing. We got lots of spider people. Um, there was a joke about Spider-Man uh, no way home, which I thought was really funny. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts about that? I mean, at this point, I think they have hyped up, they could just say, hey, we're doing another one and people would be ready because of how much they love the last one. But I think they've done a good job of getting everybody ready to go for this one again. Uh, that's the boat I'm in and I think I want to remain in. I don't uh, I don't want to know too much about it because I went in with uh, no expectations to the first one and it ended up being one of my favorite movies ever made. So I'm trying to get back to that feeling you know obviously i have expectations now because i saw the first one but um i mean they're they're changing uh there there's uh been a shift in, in all things animation you know i mean Guillermo del toro is another part of you know champion in it all that stuff but animation's changing and it's becoming more serious i guess not in terms of tone for the movies and stuff but people are taking it more seriously and the end result is getting things that don't look like pixar movies you know or you know um traditional 3d animation um you know pinocchio and and spider-verse and spider-verse 3 coming out you know so um yeah no i'm just excited not only for spider-verse 2 but everything that comes afterward because you know sony pictures animation took the leap and helped change the game a little bit and by a little bit i mean a lot of it yeah i just watching it i was like at the very least it's gonna be so visually stimulated you know like i assume the story and the characters and everything will be awesome but just the trailer like there's so many different styles and the way that when they move to different universes they change sort of the rules of the animation a little bit you know people have talked about all the frame rate stuff it's just so clever and it leaves you interested i think just your eyeballs are so entranced that you're already they're already you know gotcha just by making you so excited about what it looks like yeah like as i watched the trailer i was kind of like i can't believe like that first movie was so good i almost didn't want to watch the second trailer i just wanted to like stop because like there's no way they could live up to it 
but like by the end of watching the trailer, I was kind of like, they they might really do it again. They might really like hit it out of the park again. Also, I love Spot as a villain. Spot's a great villain. I'm a little wondering like uh, when multiverse stuff is going to like um, expire with the culture, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause this, we get the flash this summer. We're getting this movie, which is very multiversey. Uh, you know, all the Marvel stuff is going to be that way for the next five or six years. I want to say, I think if I've understood right, the new Disney movie, this wish movie, they put a trailer out for this week might somehow be like multiversey within Disney. Like I, I heard some tagline at some point that it's, she's wishing on the same star that all the other princesses have. So like, I'm just waiting for like, I don't know, Aladdin to pop out in the middle of that movie. Maybe that's incorrect, but we'll see. And I just am wondering how long ago before audiences go, yeah, I'm done with this. That was enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I mean, obviously for me, I'm just having to warm up to it. One more thing I wanted to touch on. Um, just wondered your guys' expectations, thoughts about Guardians 3. You know, obviously, if you know anything, don't spoil. But, I mean, are you? how are you guys feeling coming into this? Are you excited? How do you just, I don't know, just do you have thoughts going into Thursday or Friday or whenever you're seeing it? I have been dreading this movie since I saw stuff about it at Comic-Con last year. It's it's gonna be emotionally gut wrenching. It's designed that way from the beginning. They're not even like advertising anything other than it being just an absolute sob fest. I don't want to go to a sad movie, so they better make it worthwhile. There. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> those those are my same thoughts. I, it's it's uh, I love Rocket Raccoon, and I'm gonna be devastated. Um, I do have a feeling it's going to be very, very tough watching some of those scenes. I'm not sure if you guys watched the clip they released this week, but it brought me to tears. Yes. Oh, with Lila the Otter? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but... And the other animals, yeah, that was so... If that's... If the movie's like that at extended length, I'm going to be an absolute mess because I started crying uh, with that one scene alone. Um, Yeah, it's it's bittersweet i everyone says it's bittersweet you know i i've guardians is my favorite franchise within the mcu um you know james gunn i love most of the work he's done um but it just sucks that we won't get the same guardians again you know yeah not this team or 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 the gunniness to it but at the same time um gunn gets to make his own full franchise and i'm super excited about that yeah i'm strangely okay with whatever deaths or sort of finality we get out of it just in as much as it means they can never love and thunder the guardians does that make Mm -hmm. sense like we've seen what happens when they make like a fourth one and maybe they shouldn't have or like or ant-man like they made a third one and they shouldn't Mm -hmm. have you know like i mean I, i think there is something that will be very pleasing to me to let gun wrap this up the way he wants and if there's still people alive to be in you know a new incarnation that's fine but i think it'll be satisfying to let him have his trilogy done his way finished Mm -hmm. his way and even if that means some things you know end that's okay because i think i'd rather have them end well than just you know 
be left around to be destroyed by a, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 14 or whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm also suspicious that the High Evolutionary is going to be a much better villain than we've had maybe in a little while. I, I just think there's something about the actor. Uh, I liked him a lot in Peacemaker. And just listening to him interview, like, I just think he might be a pretty menacing, you know, and the guy's going to be like picking on baby raccoons. It's going to be pretty easy to hate him, you know, uh-huh. like. That's it's a part that's sneaking up on me is something I'm excited about. And I feel like I have no idea what Adam Warlock's gonna be in this movie. I don't know what he looks like a little bit, but he's been almost completely absent from the trailers. So it's always good when I go into the movie and I don't know what the plot is. Do you guys have any other Marvel thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh so- Strange Academy ended this week. Oh, did they end, end run this recent run as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Six issues, I think it was. Okay, so like 18 overall or 24 overall or something like that yeah don't quote me on that but yeah it ended this week and uh killer ending so if you haven't read through strange academy yet go do it it's one of the best comics marvel's made in the past 30 years so go read it dude i bet every time i read it i'm like i'm amazed at how good this is it's it's incredible i love it so i'm hoping the one the silver lining is if they've wrapped it now i want a nice library edition that's like the whole thing you know so i'm sure there will be you know another book i've been kind of enjoyed is the um the latest fantastic four run that started since dan slot ended because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a twilight zoney like i don't want to say horror but it's sort of like uh i don't know it's like spooky unusual places mm-hmm. where weird stuff's going on and it's not been what i expected at all reading it like it's a big change from the previous run but i'm liking that it's a, unlike any other fantastic four book i've ever read before mm-hmm. So um, hopefully we'll talk. I'm not sure we haven't talked. I'm hoping Adam and I might talk some guardians next week. And then we'll talk a week or two after that. Once Rhiannon's life gets a little less ridiculously busy and see what she thought of guardians. And then we'll be getting into secret invasion. Not too long after that. So exciting. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if a Loki trailer is going to hit at some point too, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they're figuring, figuring (laughs) some VFX out. That would be funny just if they release another trailer and all of King, like all of those statues and everything are just blurry. <laughs> yeah. just... Oh, I should say, I meant to say this earlier. Um, if you have not seen it, there was a good article that came out yesterday about James Gunn's firing. Um, oh, who did it? Was it The Hollywood the, Reporter? Adam THR Gilmore? did one. Yeah, THR okay. did a really good one. So yeah, it was a big story. It was all about how he got fired, the way the cast like gathered around him and how they got him rehired and why Disney did what they did with firing and rehiring him. And Alan Horn even talked a little bit about that process since he was the guy behind it. I just thought it was great. You know, like it was a lot more info about how that went down than I would have ever guessed that they'd be willing to talk about, you know, so. If you haven't See, read it, it's it's so read. refreshing when Marvel people do this, and why don't they do it more often? You know, they revealed. Um, oh, go read that. I don't want to spoil the piece yeah. for you. They just uh, reveal when in proximity he got the Suicide Squad job, 
to uh, the Marvel stuff. Uh, that was the eye-opening part for me too, yeah. Adam. I couldn't believe that. That was amazing. Yeah. Which also tells you when we think about Guardians coming out now, there's reasons it's coming out now and not at another point. Like the whole MCU timeline, not timeline, but the the phases would have looked a little different, I think, if certain things hadn't happened the way mm-hmm. they did. So. Right. All right, cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for su- supporting the show, and uh, we'll be back to you soon.